Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, 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 Coming to you very early in the morning, but not the earliest we've done it, because that would be crazy. And Bo needed to be walked. Bo needed to be walked. Matt and Dory needed to be coffeed. So, here we are. Here we are. Matt's getting sick. I uh, work in a Petri dish. Yeah, I'm actually shocked you haven't gotten sick yet this year. Well... It seems to be. It seems to be happening. Oh no! I don't know what to do. A Z pack? Where am I going to get it? They don't. And they don't actually do anything. I googled it when I was sick. I need one. Oh no! Drink lots of fluids. I'm on it. Uh. <clears throat> anyway, I keep my voice. I have to do a show on Sunday. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a lot of. You have to get a lot of sleep Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> Take take like 
You know what? I think I have an Ambien I can give you. No. Thank you. I appreciate your your Ambien's. Um, update from us. Don't yeah. worry. Um, we're seeing Dr. Beck on the 15th. Oh, should we just go back to doing it the old normal way? Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave your Apple podcast reviews. And don't forget to join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Lots of great discussions happening there all the time. It's a very active group. If you've had a baby through IVF, there's an offshoot group. They have a lot of activity happening for people who are just like you who have gone through the hell of IVF and come out the other side. But for the rest of us, there is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent there's, there's another new offshoot group. Oh, I don't know if I like these offshoots. Go ahead. It's what is it? It's called Accountability Buddies or something like that. I, it, does it sound like the are they with that name? Are they talking about ways to pay for IVF? Nope. Oh. They're talking about um, nutrition and weight loss. Oh, right. For IVF. Yeah. For people going through infertility who might want to lose weight. Um, Me. Before they do it, while they're doing it, whatever. Um, yeah, one of our one of our eggheads mentioned it in a comment and some or in a post, and someone else was like, "You should start a group," and things just boom went group. rolling from there. So, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, it's linked at the top of the main Facebook group, and you can just join right up. Matt, I signed you up. Oh, you did? No. I don't know how to unsign myself. JK, so. I didn't. Uh, for everybody who's not maybe on Facebook, because quite frankly, I understand, uh, you can go to our website, excellentadventure.com, and you can visit our website, which has a lot of fun features like uh resources more about us how to support the podcast on patreon a whole bunch of fun things yes uh and go to twitter and follow us at excellent pod and of course if you want to communicate with us the uh egg or sperm signal goes off and you have an answer you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or matt and dory at gmail.com and call us at 413461 baby baby all right, back to our updates. Dr. Beck called. No. No. <laughs> we called Dr. Beck's office. Uh, we called Dr. Beck's office. Um, yeah, because hopefully, you know, hopefully we're going to do a retrieval in early February. Guys, so, can you believe what's happening? So I'm going to go in because she wants to do the estrogen priming. Um, and... We'll see what's what. So that's in that's in ten days she's from gonna now. Prime that pump. She's gonna prime that ovary pump. Yeah, pretty cool. Very exciting. A lot of um, nothing is happening otherwise. <laughs> Dory feels imprisoned by IVF. I do. Um, we tried to record this podcast the other night, and I was. She was not in a headspace for recording a podcast. Nope. So, got real. Got Real dark. down. Got very dark. So. It's like, oh. And she took off her headphones. And then we said, okay, let's do it Thursday. And then I worked until 11. So and then I was we in said, bed. Okay, let's do it Friday morning before I go to work and then fly to New York. Yep. So here we are. <laughs> um, 
Anything yeah. else going on with you, Matt? No, someone else at work is having a baby. It's pretty Another exciting. person? Another person. Who? Bree. I don't know who that is. She's, uh, she works at, at, out of Doug's office. She uh, listened to our podcast. She had gone, gone along with some of the fun. Oh, that's so, cool. And then she decided to throw it in our face. <laughs> Pretty cool, Brie. Uh, I do always say, oh, baby, must be nice. <laughs> and everyone goes, oh, boy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We're, we're very excited over there at work. Um, but otherwise, nothing is happening. I have, I have two men I work with whose wives are pregnant. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. One with their second kid. Mm. And one with their first. Wow. Look, I don't begrudge them. No, of course. Children. Listen, Eric had a baby, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, like a week ago. Yep. So. Should we send him something? Did we you did. Guys, you we guys, did. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's what you were bringing into the house that time. Yes. Right. I didn't want to trigger you. Yeah. And I did. Yep. Yep. Thanks for triggering me. You're welcome. <sighs> Guys, this is uh, endless. So we don't know if we'll ever stop or okay. ever keep going. Yeah, it's it's all up in the air. Um, I don't know how much I have left in me. We've been doing this as long as we've been married. Yep. Um, so we've not had a marriage without the stress of IVF well, and the financial burden of which we IVF had, is. We had about six months where we were just trying, yeah, quote unquote, naturally. Uh-huh. And then we were like, well, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And that was when we started. Let's go to an endometriosis lady. What? No. That's not at all what we did. Reproductive endocrinologist. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. And we went to that one doctor at UCLA, USC, mm-hmm. and we were like, nope. I was like, I don't mind her. And Dora was like, Mm-mm, no. And then we went to Dr. Beck, I mean to Dr. Ringler, and I was like, mm, I don't like him. And Dora was like, mm, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're at Dr. Beck, whom we both enjoy. Yeah. Although so it took I, us three goes around. I think I have to unfollow her on Instagram. It's bothering you? Yeah. Why? She just, she posts like all the gifts she gets from her patients. Oh, should we like, have, should we, should we have gotten her a gift? I, you know, I asked on Twitter from the, from the excellent uh, account. Yeah. Did you guys get your doctors and nurses like anything for the holidays? And like 95% of people said no. Oh. So I think it's a combination of holiday gifts and also like thank you for getting me pregnant gifts. Should we have sent her a holiday card with a bow on it? I mean, I don't know. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. We give so much over that's there. That's what I'm saying. We've given them tens of thousands of dollars with nothing to show for it. So. That's not true. We Ex- have a wonderful community. Excuse me if I refrain from giving her like an Hermes scarf. Should we have gotten her an Hermes scarf? Scarf? <laughs> oh, we definitely should have gotten her a scarf. Uh, what other kinds of things does she get from her patients? Oh my God. She gets so much. She gets like cookies. Oh, well, she, that we could do. No problem. She, Great. she gets... Um, 
flowers. She gets like I don't know. She gets fancy things. Well, I think we should we should we should like take note of all these things. See which one she likes, and then. Well, she seems to like all of them equally. If she gets us, then she's a good gift receiver. I mean, I do remember one time when she got cookies, she made a comment about how she usually doesn't eat during the day, but she did because she got cookies. And I was like... This is great. That's what we'll get her. We'll have her eat during the day. <laughs> what do you do? Eat at night? I guess you eat in the morning and then you eat at night. All right. I mean, she does strike me as one of those, I'm too busy to eat people. Yeah. I mean, I get there. But there's a point where I crack and I just go, I'm too busy to eat, so fuck it, I'll eat everything. Oh. Because it's like a too busy to think about it. Uh-huh. But then you're actually hungry and you just run and grab whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. There doesn't seem to be much food just like hanging around that office. No. Though. There was someone brought whoopie pies in. Mm-hmm. Uh, from this place in Maine, and uh, they were all packaged with nutritional <laughs> info on it. And I just looked at the label on one of the whoopie pies, and it was um, 918 calories and and f- 54 grams of fat. For one? For one whoopie pie. Did you eat them? No. Okay. I mean, you could have, but... I, I, you know, on a lot of days, I would have. <laughs> Seems like pointless yes just like our lives anyway guys we hope you're out there going through this and just really feeling part of a something special we hope we hope we're really inspiring you guys to keep a positive attitude hi guys (laughs) i'm matt that would be what our youtube channel would have to sound like (laughs) you'd have to be approximately a thousand times more enthusiastic hi guys I'm Matt. You're not helping me. What I have You're to be? my wife. Hey, guys. I'm Dory. Oh, guys. If we got a lot of news for you about IVF. It's so cool. Check it out. Boom, 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 boom. Link to our Patreon. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, guys. It would really... No, wait. What do they do? They would go... So, hey, guys. What do you think? Will we ever get pregnant? Answer in the comments. And if you could help us out, join our Patreon page. <laughs> Oh, God. 17 reasons the last Jedi made us get pregnant. That would be a clickbaity article. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's genius. Why don't we do that? I don't know why we don't do that. We're such dum-dums. <laughs> Three reasons Laura Dern's character in The Last Jedi made us get IVF. Huh. You know, she's dating an NBA player. We talked about this somehow didn't we no you might have talked about this didn't we talk about this on another podcast no you and i talked about this not on the podcast and i said something about ben harper and then oh you said yeah something else and it was a whole time we had together she had twins right with ben i don't know i feel like she did that makes me think she did ivf well only one way to find out beepo beepo <laughs> hey laura dern <laughs> hey dr ellie statler 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 Anyway, guys. Wow, this has really, really gone off the rails. Taking a turn. Let's talk to you people about the wonderful gift that God has given all of us, which is infertility. Yay. <sighs> hey, guys. Can you make a baby? Answer in the comments. <laughs> I just want to know what you guys think. So 
And if you can help us out, just throw us a like. What if we became one of those like vlog, like constantly vlogging people? Like, remember we saw those people in Mendocino Farms once? Okay, guys, we got our medical bill, so we're just going to open it here on the air. In Mendocino Farms. <laughs> I don't remember seeing vloggers in Mendocino Farms. I do. Maybe I was by myself. It was kind of sad, actually. Well. They were with a baby. They were just like ignoring the baby. <laughs> So they could vlog. That's depressing. <laughs> oh, and our new office is across the street from uh, 1600 Vine, where all the all the YouTubers live. 1600 Vine. What there's is a, that? There's it's a building in Hollywood. What where, is the what is the cross street? So uh, Hollywood and Vine, Selma. Sunset, Selma and Vine. Yeah, we're above the Trader Joe's. On Sunset? No, on Vine. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Okay. They all live there? Yes, because originally they lived there because they were all Viners. Right. And then Vine died, and they were like, well, I guess we'll switch to YouTube now. And then all these other YouTubers came to live there. Do you think it all... Do you and think it's like it, a hellscape. Do you think it worked out for them? The Viners? The Viners who jumped over to YouTube? I think it worked out for some of them. Yeah. Wasn't Jake Paul... Logan weren't, Paul? Weren't they Viners originally? I believe so. I mean, it's working out for them. Yeah. They're number one and number two assholes in the world. They're doing great jobs. No, they're not. Uh, Yeah, they are. No, Donald Trump's number one. That's true. Then they can be number two and number three. Okay. Anyway, guys, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Let's Wee. hear from our listeners. Someone who is anonymous writes, hello. Uh, I wanted to respond with my experience with MTHFR. Guys, the egg signal went off last week regarding this specific mutation that was discovered by a listener after doing 23andMe. She asked if anyone had experience with this. Well, buckle up, someone did. Uh, they continue, I have homogenous C667 mutation because this is the rarest form of the mutation. My RE was concerned enough to send me a, to a hematologist. I happen to live near a teaching hospital where one of the hematologists uh, is a leading expert in MTHFR research. I waited several months to get in to see him. Is there that much of a demand to get in to see this man that these appointments are months out? Yeah. Crazy. He was very clear there's absolutely nothing to be concerned about with any of the MTHFR mutations. He said that for several years, the research looked like it showed a connection to several different health problems. This is where the idea that we needed methylfolate instead of folic acid comes in. Folic. Um, this is no longer recommended, though. The most current research shows that there is nothing at all that needs to be done for people who have any of the MTHFR mutations. There's what? no harm in taking a parental or... Prenatal. I'm sorry. That is a very close word, and I tried to read it fast. Uh, methylfolate instead of folic acid, but extra folate that was previously recommended is unnecessary. MTHFR mutations are extremely common, affecting up to 50% of the population. It's not something to worry about, though. And testing is currently being phased out. Hope that helps. That's awesome. I really do hope that helps. Yeah. We should have just forwarded that email to that person who was worrying all that time. Mm. 
but you got to listen and yep. like us. <laughs> God. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately. Have you you've been watching YouTubers? No, just a lot of you. Well, I mean, yes, people making YouTube videos, yeah. But like does everyone do that? Yeah. Is that not what people do? I, I don't know. I don't watch YouTube. Oh, I feel like that's what everyone does. In my in my in my in my sweeping range of of watching uh urban explorers going around abandoned buildings and places and uh Star Wars fan theories. That's that's what they do. <laughs> oh, God. Um all right. Here's an email. Hi Matt and Dory. You do have a listener from Finland. I asked. And you did. quite frankly, they have answered. Uh, in the last episode, you talked about how civilized Scandinavian countries are. Since Finland doesn't use its tax incomes in international crises or conflicts, we get all kinds of great things for free here. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Indeed. And, and, and what is it, Zionist? <laughs> what? What is, what, what is it? Uh, Isolationist? Yes. Not Zionist. <laughs> Although some of them, you know what I mean. Uh, free education from preschool to university and free health care and also nearly free infertility treatments. Long story short, my husband and I started treatments at a public clinic at University of Helsinki two years ago. Since we've had three IUIs and one round of IVF with three embryo transfers. <laughs> sneeze and cough is a lot happening. Hang three on. embryo transfers. All this cost... 32 euros and 70 cents. Do they use cents per visit plus meds? Altogether, we have paid about 2,500 euros for our infertility treatments. Wow. We are super lucky to have this system, but public health care has its cons. You can't choose your doctor, nurses, or appointments. I had about 15 different doctors and I found communication pretty difficult. Usually, I had to take the whole day off for a 15 minute appointment because of the long commute and shitty scheduling. Yeah. Going to public health care also means a lot of waiting. We had to wait six months after the last failed IUI to get IVF going. Sometimes they couldn't do a transfer or a treatment because the clinic was fully booked. You all know that postponing a treatment for your next period can seem like forever. Plus, the clinic was closed on weekends and in July. Yeah, they do shut down. We have private infertility clinics in Finland as well. One round of IVF with all the testing costs about 15,000 euros. The service there is way more flexible. No waiting or poor scheduling. If you're over 40, the private clinic is your only option. Oh. Guess I'd be heading to the private clinic. Well, we would have started it with a public system. That's true. Maybe only gotten one round in. Because the healthcare system covers some part of the meds. I paid about 1,200 euros for my IVF meds. I assume it's a lot less than in the USA. Um, not a, Not... Well, I guess it depends. It depends on what the euro is doing and, and what, and your what meds the meds are. are. Now 17 weeks pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Can't believe I can say that. I feel super lucky we weren't bankrupt because of the treatments. Still, the last years have been hell. Preach, sister. I feel you. Our healthcare is great for pregnant women. Meetings with a nurse every four weeks, doctor's appointments, tests, ultrasounds, and all are free. The state gives everyone expecting a child a package of baby stuff worth <laughs> 140 euros. Wee. The childbirth at the hospital is obviously free. Obviously. Not like here. Not here. And then there are maternity and paternity leaves, which you mentioned on your podcast. I don't write... 
I didn't write all this just to rub it in your faces. Just thought you might be interested. Well, we are interested and we don't think you're rubbing it in our faces. Thanks for your podcast. I've been listening to your excellent adventure from the beginning and it has definitely kept me sane. I wish you all the best. You'll be great parents one way or the other. You'll get there. You're not finished. Uh, I (laughs) love it. I love it. I'll keep listening to you guys. Emma. Uh, Emma, you wrote a, a sort of a postscript about your English, uh, and 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 not to judge it, it's better than. I was going to say it's better than most Americans. Ninety-five percent of people. You even did a. Across. You used a pun. Yeah, so I can't <laughs> use a pun in written communication. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, unless I was like, oh, I went to Pori. It was pretty jazzy because they have the jazz fest there. That's sort of a Finnish pun. pun pretty jazzy no you'd say i went to i went to i was feeling pretty poory no stop it (laughs) everything was so expensive i felt so poory whoa buckle up we got another finland listener we got another finnish listener um so this listener is anonymous um they go on about they they have the same experience with the with the uh public sector um she says it covers three rounds of IVF. Okay. And then she says, um, one other thing that also amuses me when comparing different countries in terms of healthcare services is that since Finland is so small, there are so few of us, there aren't that many infertility specialists either. So all the talk about changing doctors and offices and finding second or third opinions is really difficult. You basically have to stick with the one doctor you get, especially in the public sector. But in Helsinki, the capital, there are maybe two to three private providers for infertility treatments. So private sector isn't that versatile either. However, the quality of treatment is probably quite similar regardless of the doctor. So very difficult to choose which system is the best for everyone. I just had to write because Finland was mentioned. And whenever our small country is mentioned, we Finns tend to hyperventilate and get overexcited about the sudden fame. (laughs) Winky face. Good luck with your journey. I really admire the openness and underlying positive vibe that both of you seem to have after all the obstacles and setbacks. Keeping my fingers crossed. Oh, thank you. Again, excellent English. Yes. No, I mean, that's... I, Honey, I survived in Finland for like 10 days no problem everyone was speaking english to me i know all those scandinavian countries have such good education systems um but uh yeah i'd love to i'd love to visit thanks for the invite <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they actually invited yeah, us i don't think home. they extended an invite uh, that was a probably the worst hotel i've ever stayed in my life was the one in pori really yeah i don't the think... helsinki hotel was lovely really yeah also you guys don't have beds that are normal you're one of those countries that just pushes together two tiny beds beds. into make one bed a lot of european countries do that actually you know you guys could just make a giant mattress just saying (sighs) i hope they take my mattress advice i feel like the biggest mattress you'll find in one of those hotels like the the biggest single mattress is a full-size yeah they just don't do huge beds yeah yeah listen maybe because it's light so much of the time in the summer anyway (laughs) that makes no sense that's right hey matt and dory hope you guys had a great vacation we had a lovely vacation we did thank you and then we came home to a fruit fly infestation yes which dory is still fighting off 
with her hands and her eyes. I've gotten looking at one right now. I've gotten really good at killing them. Yeah. I have a new method. We've eliminated all their food source, got rid of, I would say, the bulk of them. Yep. And yet. But there's just a few stray fighters out there. Well, I think. The resistance. We are the empire. I think they they keep laying eggs. Where? And reproducing. Where? I don't know. In In their secret lairs. In Bo? Ew. Bo, stop giving a home to the fruit flow. No, I gave him his his flea and tick treatment, remember? A couple weeks ago? Yes. It's good for a month. Oh, I got to order more. Hey, Matt and Dory. Hope you guys had a great vacation. Before my thought slash question, I wanted to thank Matt. You're welcome. Uh, my job recently changed my schedule. Uh, and changed, and my schedule is quite busy with work, home, and creative endeavors. But when I feel overwhelmed, I think of all Matt and all he doesn't think of Matt can do it. I can do it too. Oh, honey, you're so inspirational. You know, if you if I can do it, literally anyone can do it. Because quite frankly, I'm not very special. I don't think I could do it. You would lose your mind. Yeah, so not everyone could do it. But my mind was already lost. Oh. That's right. What do you guys think? Tell us in the comments. (laughs) Also, if you like the channel, donate to our Patreon page. Uh, Now, here's a random thought I have while listening to your show. Does penis size affect fertility or likelihood to conceive? (laughs) I don't know. For lack of a better way of putting, the sperm is further along... And more likely to stay in. Oh, I see deeper. I see what you mean. I see. I see what you're saying here. Uh, quick check through Google seems to say it probably does. Really? What? Are you looking on Yahoo Answers? <laughs> but has anyone out there actually been told one of the problems with getting pregnant is the man's penis size? I've literally never heard that. I've never heard that. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like no. It's hard to say. Yeah because should i just google it right now because we can't even get pregnant when the sperm is inserted directly into the embryo the egg so <laughs> should you google it right now i, I, I don't know it. i'm doing it guys tell oh. us about your dicks oh interesting so the first result yeah the short answer is no uh-huh. penis size does not affect fertility Men with small, medium, and large parts are all fathers, but there's a measurement that may be a good... Oh, no, no. And then there's another one from Time that says, guys are right. Size matters when it comes to fertility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Oh, it's... <laughs> all right. We're going to get a little uh, Let's hear medical it. here. Turns out it's not penis size that's significant, but the length as measured from the anus to underneath the scrotum, known as anogenital distance or AGD. How long's your taint? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> AGD is associated with semen volume and sperm count. The median AGD length is about two inches. Men with a shorter measurement stand a seven times greater risk of having fertility problems. Wow. As opposed to men with a longer AGD. Guys, we're going to measure my taint when we come back. (laughs) We'll have an answer. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Do you think you can handle measuring your own taint? I have no idea. Okay. Cool. I don't actually uh, think it's happening. Glad we went down this road. (laughs) All right. So that's some interesting news for you 
interesting anonymous person. And guys, you don't need to send us your taint measurements. Oh, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Um, please don't do that. But if you want to send us your dick pics. <laughs> and if you want to drop us a like. Just do it in the comments. <laughs> um. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, But, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what <laughs> but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Uh, We have an email coming in to us from Jenny. Ooh. Uh, this is this was in reference to the phone call about um, the assumption that women are the ones who should stay home or work flexible hours. I should also preface this by saying we got a lot of emails about this. 
and I'm I'm really not here to litigate uh, whether people should stay home with their kids or work from home or work or oh, work from home. That's or, weird. I'm here to do that. Oh, okay, cool. Here I am litigating. What do you need? Um, you do you. If you want to stay home with your kids, stay home with your kids. If you want to work, work. If you want to work part-time, work part-time. My only issue is that it is often assumed that it is the woman that will make the bigger compromise for whatever it is. Um, that's that's the only thing. But if you, know, if you want to do that, go ahead. I don't care. So that's just what I'm going to say about that. And we're not going to read the gajillion emails that we got about it, but we are going to read this great email from Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, you filtered through the madness. Yep. Um, so she says, it's a hot button topic. It's a very hot button topic. And considering we don't even have kids, I really don't feel like I need to be the one making pronouncements about this. This is just the way I feel right now. And this is not a parenting podcast and we're not going to get yet. into it. Ugh. <laughs> Um, it's like something I do think about, but it's not going to be the focus of this podcast. The end. Yay. But drop us a like in the comment. <laughs> uh, we have two science babies, two and four, and my husband will be staying home full time with them beginning in April. Hear that, honey? I hear that. That sounds great. I own a mobile dog grooming business. That sounds better. And it has become very successful. Wow. After two years, it was an easy decision for us since daycare is nearing $2,000 a month and I make crap loads more money than my husband. I love this. I just wanted to encourage all the moms out there with bees in their bonnets about the nagging, how do you do it question? It feels so good to be the breadwinner and I love every second of it. <laughs> at the same time, if you desire to be at home, have pride in that too. That's how I feel. Uh -huh. My husband's evangelical family is so ashamed and distraught by the whole thing, but that all makes it more enjoyable for me. <laughs> he also makes crafty wooden games that he sells and he's opening his own Etsy shop. Great. He couldn't be happier staying at home and he's the best dad ever with the kids. Love listening to you both so much. Thank you for letting us be a part of your journey. I loved your book, Dory. Thank you. And look forward to whatever the next one will be. Thanks for all the podcasts, Matt. That's what led me to this one. My favorite podcast. Uh, there you go. Lots of love, Jenny. Ugh, I love that. What is that dinging? It's, uh, it's text messages from work. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I'm going to play a voicemail while Matt figures this out. Oh, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> the voicemail thing is not on. We're so stupid. It's just me. I messed it up. BRB. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dory. It's Heather from uh, Louisiana. I was listening to this week's episode and y'all are discussing the breakdown of labor between men and women and raising children and mm -hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. And my best friend and her husband, who is awesome, do something called wife semester, husband semester. He is a football coach and a high school teacher, drives a school bus, very committed to his high school kids. And during the fall and in the winter, the responsibilities for taking care of the house, um, child care if the kid is sick, and cooking dinner and laundry fall to the wife. And then... In the spring and the summer, she's a historical preservationist, so that's her busiest time of year. It flip-flops. So they both do 50% of the this. work. 
And um, but they break it down so it's a no brainer. There's no conversation over who's picking the kid up. The kid's sick from school. It's a, if it's your semester, you're the one doing it. Oh, that's good. Um, it's pretty funny because sometimes my friend will question her husband about decisions he's made, and he'll look at her and go, "It's my semester, babe. You don't like it too bad." Love it. Um, and they're just a really awesome couple. So there are really cool couples out there that make it work, that share their responsibility. And um, they're just really fun to watch. So, hope you're having a good week. Bye. Thank you. Okay, let's not do semesters, but weeks. Okay. I feel like it's my week. Yeah. So, that's why he gets to have anything he wants. Wait, wait what? <laughs> you do whatever you want on your week. <laughs> if you want to be the worst parent, oh go ahead. Uh-oh. Are you listening, Bo? Hmm. <laughs> You know, when I picked Bo up from uh, the Chateau, when we got home from Palm Springs, they were like, he was, you know, he was really good. Um, They have a bunch of new staff at the, at the Chateau and the owner was like, you know, I had a conversation with all the guys. I told them with Bo, you really have to be the alpha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that really seems to be working. And he was great. That seems sounds great. Uh huh. Bo's the alpha. Honey. What? No, that's not how it Whatever works. Whatever Bo wants. Nope. He has been on the couch literally for 12 of the last 13 hours. Yeah. He was so tired when he came home from the chateau. He was very excited to get there. He loves it there. It's his he favorite place. Really? I wish I knew that guy's name. We should have gotten them all things. We sent them a card. I know. We should have gotten them like Hermes scarves. <laughs> I don't even know all of their names. Me either. And I feel bad. I know. We should ask for their names. Okay. Just so we can. Next year. Get them all Valentine's chocolates. Oh, from Bo. Oh. You know how like you'd like sometimes bring things to your teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's we'll have, like that's... from Bo an apple. <laughs> Bring it in in his mouth. He'll like walk it in. (laughs) Um. All right. We are going. My parents said you'd like this. (laughs) Um. We are going to skip the next email. Oh, it's my favorite email. It is. Well, listen. I love a religion discussion. Do you want to? Do you want to? It's it's long. That's my issue. That's okay. We have time. All right. Okay. So. Here is this email from Becca. She is Jewish, not religious, sort of agnostic, but very closely tied to the culture, values, and rituals. Mm-hmm. Feel you. Yep. I majored in comparative religion because I think religion is fascinating and hugely important to understand, and nobody teaches about it in public schools. Mm-hmm. True. I'm married to a non-religious woman who culturally celebrates Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like you. Get Get on with the program here. As a Jew and a lesbian, I and my wife have had negative experiences with religion, especially with Christianity. Mm -hmm. So my advice is that it is fully possible to raise someone in one religion while also exposing them in a healthy and informative way to other religions. As a Jew who plans to raise my science babies Jewish, I agree with Dory that I would not want them in Catholic school. Thank you, Becca. For me, this is not about Catholic education, which is top notch. It's about how much more isolated my kids would feel in a Catholic school. 
They will already be the one, be the only or one of a few Jews and will face anti-Semitism in any school they go to, in any office they work in, etc. Maybe not in LA, but in most places. They will already wriggle uncomfortably in their chairs when a teacher assigns them to write a Christmas song or when their coach leads them in prayer before a game. I can't even imagine how it would feel to have to deal with that discomfort and isolation and sense of being wrong every single day because religious rites and rituals that aren't theirs are baked into the day-to-day of the school. Yes. Yes, Becca. Exactly. That said, I think taking them to mass on a normal day or a holy day is awesome, especially if Matt would... Yes, Becca. Especially if Matt would already be going, I would want to include them in the ritual. Take them to Protestant church services, to mosques, to different types of Shabbat services, to Quaker meetings, and then have conversations afterwards about similarities and differences they noted. Oh, she, she was a comparative religion major. I love it. Exposure will help them relate more clearly with their non-Jewish friends, peers, and one-day colleagues, and will help non-Jewish folks, especially those who have never met a Jew, relate to them. Well, that's not an issue in L.A., really. Uh, Correct. (laughs) For me, exposure to many flavors of Christianity helped me learn that not all Christians are socially conservative, homophobic, anti-Semitic, etc. Okay. My wife, who did not grow up with broad and diverse exposure to religions, is in the majority of folks I know in the LGBTQ community who are terrified to enter a church, who flinch when someone identifies as Christian because all she knew were the negative experiences she had. And if there's one aspect of this that comes from fear that kids will choose a different religion from the one you want to raise them in, for me personally, being exposed to many flavors of Christianity strengthened my Jewish identity tremendously. And I think that is a fairly common experience. I have to say that in my experience in a Catholic high school, that the... LGBTQ community was welcome. Were there out gay people in your class? I mean, it was the late 90s, so... I mean, there were kids that we were like, oh, they're gay. Okay, And it was like, fine. But that's different. And there was a club. There was a club? Yeah, and an Asian pride club. What was the club? It was like the... I don't know. I don't think LGB, I feel like it was. L- mm. LG. I don't think we had gotten to T and Q yet. <laughs> <laughs> I d- yeah, no, I just wasn't. Well, that's very progressive of you. Uh, anyway, so but while I understand how the majority of uh, the Christian population is taught to feel about certain things. I also know my own experiences. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, you can't find a more accepting person than me. What do you think? Tell us about it in the comments. (laughs) Anyway. Why aren't we recording this for YouTube? Becca, that was a lovely email. That was a great email, Becca. I'm sorry that I almost didn't read it. I'm not, because it just goes to show that she's less accepting than me. (gasps) Uh, let's talk. <laughs> Who's next? Becky. All right. Um, we have any more voicemails? No. Great. Well, I mean, we did, but they were, they were, um, mostly related to like the, the staying home versus not staying home. I think if it's something that, um, our audience started talking about it's something we shouldn't ignore okay 
We're going to play one. All right, here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Molly calling from Canada. Um, you almost l- didn't play a Canadian voicemail? discussion you had in response to a question about uh, working parents and why nobody asks dads what the, what they do or how they deal with all of it to juggle. It just struck such a chord with me and just like my life right now. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of calls and emails about this because uh-huh. it's really like, such an intense topic. And I think it would be a really good thing to talk about on your new podcast story, which I'm so excited to oh, listen to. Oh, interesting. But uh, yeah, how do working parents make it work and how do people assume things work for the man or the woman? Anyway, uh, I would say two things just real quick before I run out of time. Uh, with nannies, assuming nannies can can be there whenever you need to work late, it's really hard to afford a nanny unless you have a really well-paying job, even with like a good job. Um I work a good job. I make twice as much as my husband. We can't afford it. girl. And because my job is, quote, unquote, more flexible, I have to take the cut. So I only get to work 80% of my salary while he works full-time uh, making less, which is, is an issue that we talk about openly. Um, but it's really – it's tough. I feel like I've had to put my career – uh, kind of in a lower gear mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. have a kid and be home with a kid. And sometimes um, that can be really tough to swallow. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really interested to hear what other people have to say. And uh, thank you guys so much for your podcast. Um, I don't know anybody who's really juggling it well. So I look forward to hearing from uh, other folks about how to make working parenthood, full, two full-time working parents parenthood uh, work well. Because if you're not lucky enough to have enough money to afford a nanny it's really 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 hard anyway uh thanks a lot happy new year i would argue it's probably impossible yeah you know i've heard some unless you're working opposite shifts some women i know who are divorced divorcees say that it's actually easier now that they're divorced because their husbands their ex-husbands have like legally mandated times that they have to be with the kid Mm -hmm. and they have more free time than they did when they were married all right because they have that time exactly (laughs) which is like so sad wow anyway honey that won't be a problem for us why because i'll work as a nanny oh (laughs) so i'll get to work full time and be a great dad oh which family will I nanny for? Not this one. <laughs> the pay will be terrible here. Um, how much time do we have left? Uh, we could probably do another... I don't know. I'm going to say... We could, do, we could probably get through these two emails and a voicemail. Okay. Um, all right. I'm I mean, gonna... especially because I see Lex's name down here. Honey, I was going to leave that as a surprise. Well, everyone now. It's a teaser. <laughs> Um, okay. Just wait till the end of the video to hear from Lex. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read this. I'm going to read an abridged version of this email from Becky, who is only on episode nine. So who knows when she's going to hear this come email? On, Becky. Um, so she had PCOS, and then they told her that her PCOS was gone. Her husband oh, wow. also has low sperm count. Um, just like me under two mil and she lives in the UK and they were told they would have to do IVF because of male factor. (gasps) 
They're going to start the process in January. They get three rounds for free from the NHS. Um, <laughs> and she works for the NHS, so she's technically paying for it anyway because of her taxes. <laughs> I only want kids with my husband, Phil. So if it's not meant to be, then like you guys, we will have lots of dogs. We always say that. We always threaten it. I we suppose. do. One of the biggest challenges I've faced is the reaction from my mother-in-law. She is supportive, but is also a bit OTT. Over the top. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. Was very surprised the issue was with her son. <laughs> Will only speak to me about it, not her son, and keeps sending me fertility contacts, newspaper articles, and advice on herbal and vitamin supplements. I get on with her, know she means well, but feel this is extra pressure for me. <laughs> Have you had any issues with friends or relatives trying to be helpful, but it feeling like pressure? Also, Matt, what can I do to help my husband to know that there is no blame? I have told him that, but I'm concerned that he will feel bad when seeing me go through what I will have to. Thank you so both so much for sharing your journey. It's really having me get my head around the roller coaster we're about to jump on. Uh, I feel like we cover that in episodes you'll soon be hearing. Um, but, you know, if you somehow jump ahead to episode 65, uh, I would say that... Um, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's, 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 it's no one person's fault. Yep. Blame the doctors. It's a common enemy. Cool. <laughs> And also, it's not your fault. You have a low sperm count. Yeah. Just like make it a non-issue. Unless it is your fault. I can't believe you would do such a thing. <laughs> no, it's not your fault, dude. Um, do you have any advice about the mother-in-law? Um, have you also... My, I guess my question is, have you had, have you had a, the conversation with her where you like openly say, this is, this is stressing me out? Like, please don't send me any more stuff, et cetera. Good question. Because I do find that in a lot of these situations, the recipient of this quote unquote advice is usually just hoping that the person will get the hint and stop. And I think in these cases, unfortunately, it's like, it's, it's harder, but it's better to be clear and tell them. And then if they don't stop, then you can kind of take other measures. Like, yeah, I don't know what those measures are. I mean, let them let them know though. Yeah, let them know that it annoys. It is it is hard for you, and yeah. hopefully she will listen, and you'll be feeling fine and cherry wine. Yep. Tell us what you think happens in the comments. <laughs> okay. Um, our next email is from Nina. 99 left balloons. I'm a 28 year old woman who has only had short lived volatile relationships in my life. Longest one has been a little over one year. I've never lasted more than two months into a relationship without getting into regular arguments with my significant others. And none of them cared when I was upset and none were able to talk with me about anything emotional. They all got very, either very distant or angry. 
I've also always had issue with how guys treat me and they've always been incredibly selfish and expected me to do significantly more of the work, emotional work and errands and housework to name a few. I'm an ambitious person who has big dreams for my career and I don't have time for relationships that make my life sadder and harder and more work. I'm generally much happier and more stable when I'm alone than in a relationship, but I do get lonely and wish I had someone to come home and share my life with. From what I've heard from various sources, a lot of women accept a lot more than I do when it comes to relationships. Plenty of women are fine with things like doing all the housework and not asserting their opinions and feelings. And I think this is how they're succeeding with keeping longer relationships. Oh, dear. That's sad. (laughs) I also know the old adage of if you think everyone around you is an asshole, you might be the asshole, which suggests, too, that I might be too demanding in relationships. So I guess my question is, what is both of your advice on when to settle and what to settle for in relationships? Have I just not met someone that I get along with yet and I should wait till a better relationship comes around? Or should I just try to be more accepting of the type of guys I've dated and the way they treat me if I want to have a relationship? This is all wrapped up, of course, in the deep sadness and fear I feel about aging as a single woman, which has a very heavy stigma attached to it. I've already designed myself mentally at this point to never getting married and never having children. I just can't see it happening at this point. Again, knowing you guys have experienced some of these issues, I thought you might be able to offer some good advice. Thanks for everything you do. Love the podcast, even if it doesn't apply to my life. I just like hearing you guys talk about the difficulties you're going through. Nina. Oh, Nina. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out an old adage that we used to say a lot on this podcast. That's a lot to unpack. That is a lot to unpack, yeah. Um, I have two kind of general suggestions for you. And then we're not going to spend like a ton of time on this, but I have a few specific suggestions too. My first suggestion is go to therapy. I think you need, you should, you should talk about all this stuff with the therapist. My second suggestion is to read Heather Haverleski's book, how to be a person in the world. She is really, she gets a lot of questions. Um, She writes the ask Polly column for New York magazine. Um, It's an advice column and she gets a lot of very similar questions from a lot of women who are around your age. Um, You are not alone in feeling these feelings. Um, And her book is great. You should also just go read all of her columns. They're, they're really good. Um, And she, she touches on a lot of this stuff. So I think first of all, the issue to me is that you think that a lot of women accept more than you do and that's why their relationships are quote unquote working. Um, I don't think that that is true. And I think that perhaps some of your problems are stemming from the fact that this is how you perceive relationships. Um, I don't think that there is really, there's no such thing as being too demanding in a relationship. It's like, you need what you need and you should be able to articulate those needs. But I think you, I think you have a lot to unpack about how you feel about yourself and how you feel about relationships and Maybe there's something about your past and how you grew up and how you saw your parents' relationship. And I'm just speculating here, but I think that these are all things worth discussing. Also, you're not that old. And you're not that old. You're 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 28. Um, I mean, I didn't meet Matt till I was 36. I would kill to be 28 again. You would? Sure. 
Why not? Get my youth back. Um, I was not thinking about marriage when I was 28, uh, which, you know, might be why I ended up here in an IVF situation. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I had gotten married when I was 28, I never would have met Matt. And that would have been so sad. And we would have never met Bo. And we would have never met Bo. Unless I went to that Petco on that day by myself. Correct. And look, I, you know, I think we've addressed issues like this before. And I've gotten a couple emails from people who have said, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't portray it like being in a relationship or getting married is sort of the, you know, the holy grail or the ultimate goal. And like being single is fine. And like, yes, of course, being single is totally fine. Um, I'm just, I'm responding to Nina's anxieties about this um and yeah so read heather's book go to therapy try to just maybe chill for a little bit um and and you're not that old that's she's right about all of that so yeah you're not old don't worry about it yet but yeah, therapy's fun. I wish I had gone to therapy earlier. Um, so look on the bright side. <laughs> You're finding out about it before we did. <laughs> um, all right, honey, do you want to read this last email sure. from Lex? Hey, guys. Well, it's the week between New Year's and my birthday. It's January 7th. This is his birthday. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, Lex. And I always get reflective and sentimental about how... But about now as the holiday season fades just as i'm about to add another notch to my personal calendar it'll be 46 this time so i just wanted to say thank you for putting out a show that not only gives both a voice and information to a very specific demographic but also brings joy to those of us who don't fit into said demographic not to mention breaking up the monotony of a certain truck driver's long days on the road i have no general wisdom or stories to add this week just the appreciation of a sappy middle-aged trucker. <laughs> Keep the rubber side down, Lex. That's That means don't roll the truck over, Lex says. Ah. Uh, P.S. Okay, maybe a little wisdom of source. He couldn't help himself. Nope. But- My sister, who I just learned while telling her about this podcast, has had some unsuccessful experiences with IVF a while back. Uh, and I were recently discussing... We're having a discussion about being able to realize that you have reached a place in your life where you're comfortable with things and being able to let up a little on your personal drive to improve things. More her issue than mine. Previously, I had preached at her uh, my own brand of dark zen. Basically, find your joy where you can because everything's fucked. <laughs> but in your discussion, I ended up, in our discussion, I ended up amending it a bit to something along the lines of don't confuse contentment with complacency. Being complacent leads to stagnation while allowing yourself to be content with your life lets you approach what you have and where you are in life without the constant drive to improve it while still allowing for a more gradual evolution of things in that same direction. That is the longest correct sentence I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, I'm still fleshing it out. I'm a truck driver, not a philosopher. And now the PS is longer than the email. Thanks again for everything, Lex. Well, Lex, thank you. You you might be a philosopher truck driver. Oh, come on. 
Lex, write a book. Yeah. Called the Philosophy of the Road. It could you could sell it in truck stops and Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Genius. You're welcome. Um, well, that about wraps it up. We just have to thank some of our patrons from this month. Well, it's an exciting time. This is batch number two from our Patreon supporters, a.k.a. the listeners we truly appreciate. <laughs> um, and, you know, as always, you get... Follow the link to our Patreon. You get uh, one bonus episode a month for a mere $5 and two bonus episodes a month for $10. And we also recently confirmed that, yes, if you start donating, you do get all of the back episodes yeah so they'll all be available for you so you basically i mean you get the back catalog it's like pretty sweet what a deal also we recently passed a thousand dollars on patreon which was our first goal mm-hmm. and we will be at some point in the future when matt has time we will be doing a full-length patreon only bonus episode wow that's yeah. pretty exciting stuff. it's very exciting so get on that train. When we have more time, we should just make a fake YouTube video and just put it up on the page. Totally. That's what the podcast would be like if it was a YouTube video. With like fun graphics. Yep. A <laughs> uh, lot of solid colors. Yeah. A lot of weird cuts. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this is a thank you to our Patreon supporters. Mackenzie Erickson. Thank you. Martin Peterson. Thank you. Magana. Prasad, thank you. Julia, I don't know what your last name is, but nope. it might as well be Julia, thank you. <laughs> uh, Kathy Hill, thank you. Leslie Shoop, Shoop a doop, thank you so much. Alec and Meredith Babel, we will continue to babble on for you. <laughs> Ashley, uh, Cicel Lee, or Cassell Lee. I don't know, Ashley. Let us know if I pronounced it wrong. Or I right. think it's Sissel. Uh, Mary Bacica. Basica? Basica. Mary. We got to figure it out. Lori Leeming. Thank you. Chimani Worth. We know how to say your name. We've been saying it forever. Uh, Carly Moore Seard. Seard. Carly, thank you. Stephen Azar. Stephen, quite frankly, you're Azar. Uh, Alice Barr. Evelyn Morgan, Emily McNaughton, Michelle Kitzmiller, love that name, Danielle Lynn, uh, Mariel Kloss, Ariana Perry, Carrie Mills, Sari Yim. You guys are, quite frankly, an unstoppable girl supergroup. Uh, Heather Nelson, Narantha Balagopal, uh, the Holterman clan. Thank you, all Holtermans. Uh, Megan Cantwell, thank you. Jack Woodyard, Julie Phillips, Kelsey Kinnaman, Siri K. Gasky, Laura Mayer, April Cherry, April Patrick, Daniela Harker, Kate Cudlich, uh, Liesel Rampono, Liesel, we still haven't landed on that, Anne Svensson Toon, Margaret Metcalf, Erica Brown, Linnea Thunsel, Tanya Davidova, Sherry Olson, and of course, Ross Mandon. You guys are great thank you for supporting us on patreon if you'd like to do so please head over to our patreon page you can find it on our website excellentadventure.com or just go directly to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure i'm just trying to drive traffic to our website dory disagrees anyway 
You guys have been great. And uh, what do you think? Are we going to have a baby? Tell us in the comments. Also, throw us a like. It's the best way to grow the channel. See you guys later. We'll make up my hot spots. And for you, that's not a lot of hope. But you've got my